And he heard someone's voice speaking to him. See, sometimes I wonder if we put ourselves in the right posture to hear God's voice speaking to us. Do we do that? Because I think we have to be in both a physically and a spiritually place to actually feel God's presence. In the Bible, they go hand in hand. You know, sometimes we can, we can fake the outward posture and we can fake the inward posture. Sometimes maybe we act as a church. We don't do anything outside of church. So we're kind of faking the spirituality of God in that aspect. Sometimes we forget that we need to bow our heads. You know, Ezekiel laid face down in the presence of God. See, it's a posture that his heart, he was thanksgiving with his heart. And I wonder, you know, sometimes when we sing, I raise my hand to the God and feel the Spirit. Have we forgotten to do that? Have we forgotten to bow our heads to God? That it's important to do that physical act of obedience to God. To get down before God. To pray with sincerity and emotion. You know, sometimes we go through the motions, don't we? We're humans. That's just how we do. We go through the motions of prayer. We say a rote prayer out of memory, maybe before a meal. But when do we get to those meaningful prayers? I'm telling you, it's when that hurt is in our lives. It seems to we have to wait till we come down to a certain level before we actually get on our knees and pray to God in an earnest way. You know, as we've been looking at the scriptures the last few weeks, we've talked about encounters with the Holy Spirit and knowing when God's voice is with us. I just want you this morning to, to reach out in your prayers, pray heartfelt prayers to God, and ask Him to be there with you and your family, your extended family, your friends. Ask, them, ask Him to help you open the doors so that maybe you can touch someone else's life. You know, the awakening began first in Ezekiel in this passage. Before the valley of the, drone, the bones came to life, before it became a corporate move of God, it became an individual move in Ezekiel. You see, Ezekiel had to find his place. Ezekiel had to heal. You see, Ezekiel's spirituality was going to save the nation of Israel. That's why God, for God, don't try to get up and do things for God until you've been down on your face. You see, after you've been down on your face, you listen to what God says. In Ezekiel 2, 1, 2, it says, O mortal, stand on your feet. I want to speak to you. The Spirit came into me as He spoke, and He set me on my feet. I listened to His words carefully. You see, when you are at your lowest, God is listening. When God comes through to you, it's because you put your heart and your spirit there for Him. 
you opened your mind, you opened your heart to let the Holy Spirit work in you. And it may not be the answer that you want that God gives you, but He will give you an answer. You know, maybe you don't want that relationship to work out, and God gives you some avenue to where it does work out. You know, God works in mysterious ways. When you're in that depressed state or that state of hopelessness and you don't put your trust in God, where do you put your trust? We all tend to do it. We all tend to, tend to put it in ourselves. See, it reminds me of an old story of the man that was walking too close to the cliff. He fell off the cliff and as on his way down, he's grabbling and everything and he grabs a young sapling and a sapling is keeping him from falling the rest of the way down. It's a scrawny little tree sapling sticking out, but it's still helping him, and it's keeping him from falling the rest of the way. He said, now he hears this deep voice. He says, I'm here. I can help you. He says, who is that? He says, the, the voice replies, I'm God, and I can help you. The guy says, yes, yes, please help me. I'm about to die. God replies, son, I've got you. Just let go of the branch. The guy thinks about it a minute and he says, is there anybody else up there? You know, that's us. That's how we do in life. We want to figure it all out for ourselves. We want to think we know our future better than him, just as Israel. But when we finally do, we get to know God in a whole new way. You see, we discovered a God who can do the impossible, who can surprise us with outcomes, our understanding like bringing all these dead bones back to life. When God does a miracle, we get to know Him as our God. You know, the angel Gabriel told Mary, nothing is, impos nothing is impossible with God. That's in Luke 1.37. As Mary trusted in God who sent out the angel, Mary learned more of who God is. And that's just like us. We can learn more of who God is, but we have to open ourselves up to God. You see, the old bones are born anew. God has restored us first and then put us into the body of the church. So why is it important for God to restore us first? Because if we have all that hurt, we can't do really the body of a church the goodness that we need to do. When He restores you individually, and He restores you and you and you and you and all of you individually, and makes you whole, and then we come in as the body of the church, and we come together, we can do great things through the Spirit. See, I'm getting way off my sermon now, but that's okay. Uh, when we come together as a church, and we come together as a body and we, can, we do those great things that the church wants us to do. We get out of these four walls. I cannot tell you how much that a church is not here. You guys are the church. You guys are the future. You guys are the body. You are what God wants us to do. He wants us to come together as one and work together as one. That's why I think it's so important that we get beyond and we get out of the church walls we're talking to those people at work. 
We're talking to our cohorts about Jesus. We're talking to our, the people we meet on the street. We're talking to the waitresses that come and serve us food. By the way, I've watched this for years in my profession because I get to eat out at least 200 days a year, whether I want to or not. And probably more than that, because what happens when you come home from a trip, everybody at your house wants to go out and eat. And you've just eaten out for three days. Well, that's just part of my life. So watch how people treat their waiters and waitresses and waitstaff. Watch how those, you know, and you, sometimes you can pick up on that. Sometimes you can pick up people on people's hurts because those people that are treating those other people badly have bad hurt in their lives. Don't think ill of them. Pray for them. You know, don't, don't say, how can I help them wow them with love? You know, at the end of, uh, at the end of the... Sermon, I told Neil I was going to go back and read Ezekiel because I was reading Ezekiel, and last week we talked about we talked about baptism and we talked about the Holy Spirit. Well, in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 37, this is very to me it touched me because it was all about making anew. And this is our last in our series of making anew. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities. And all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. He's making them anew. He's making Israelites anew who had turned their back on God so many times. You know... A lot of the Israelites in this story did not know that Jerusalem was going to fall. Jerusalem eventually falls to the Babylonians. They lose their capital city, and they're all in bondage. But because of their, their turnaround, because of their prophets, because of their willingness to change for God, they were saved. So this morning, I know that many of us have hurts and needs and prayers that are spoken and unspoken, things that we need to remember and, and people that we need to help, but we need to start fresh. We need to become renewed, and we need to trust in God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just please be with us this morning. Please be with us in this broken and hurting world. Uh, Lord, we want to pray for all, those, uh, for all those people who were affected by the shootings last week. Lord, be with each one of those people. Be with the families. Lord, help them to cope. Help them to understand. Help us all to understand when terrible things happen on this earth. Help us to to try to, to find scripture, help us to try to find hope. Because you are the hope of the world. You are the light of the world. Lord, just work through us, be with us. Lord, as we prepare to take communion this morning, just open our hearts and open our minds.
we trust that you can bring hope where there is no hope. We trust that you can bring the life to us that makes us anew. We do all these things in your name. Amen.